Hey everybody, this is Armando Torres, and you're listening to the show before the show. And I'm Paige Wesley. And with us we have... Andre Agassetta! Yay! Yay! And we've got a great episode for you. It's uh, Paige's week this week. We're talking about Shinjon Chi and the spread of COVID-19. It's very um, apropos of the times. There's a lot of feet in this episode. Yeah, <laughs> in a good and bad way if i had to give this episode a rating i would rate it a 10 on the quentin tarantino <laughs> toe scale oh. hey. 10 toes up uh but before that we get into like it that sounds like you're dead <laughs> <laughs> yeah it does but before we begin <laughs> before we begin we have some news and review uh, the news is that we have a Patreon. Yay! Nice. For just $5 a month, you get access to our bonus show, The Speculation Zone, and a shout-out on the show. But go to patreon.com slash cultpodcast to check out all our other awesome tiers as well. And we've got another five-star review. Woo! This one comes to us from Simologist91, and the title of this one is Mondo is a Genius. Ooh. Oh, I can see why you picked this one. Yeah. Tell Scientology. Yeah. <laughs> Tell everyone that you know. Um, I've been listening for a few months, and I love it. I'm constantly looking stupid on my way to work because I'll be laughing out loud in a crowded train. Nice. Also, Mondo's logic about many things are hilariously perfect. Keep up the good work, y'all. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And you will get that $20 that I paid you to write that. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Funds are low right now. Yeah, He's yeah, not yeah. a grifter. I have been leaving a lot of fake reviews for myself on many podcasts. So. Uh, yeah. Also, did you know that you could trade that possible $20 for free membership to his school? Oh, yeah. The Armando Torres School of Blitzcraft and Weedery. More information to follow. Mm -hmm. And without any further ado, let's get into the show. Hello. Hello. You yes. are not. <laughs> yeah. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. For the purposes of this podcast, we define a cult as organizations that rally behind an entity or leader who espouse beliefs outside the norm. Organizations that require physical or monetary sacrifice as a condition of membership. Organizations in which the doctrines followed by the leaders are different than that of the followers. Organizations in which isolation is encouraged either by commune living or by a policy of disconnection from outside relationships. And organizations that actively recruit new members. All cults might have some or all of these traits. And as always, these are our opinions. Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. And I'm Armando Torres. And with us we have... Andre Cassetta! Yay! Yay! And it's my week! Yes! We have all been trapped in our apartments for days. Trapped! And I figured it would be a good time to research the cult that may have caused it. Oh! <gasps> Perfect! Yes. Topical! Um, Is that... A topical ointment that we can use to cure this virus? No, no, it's oh. not. And and this has been one of the quicker turnarounds for us because this was a very, very secretive group that now had a lot of stuff exposed into the open in the last week or so. Mm. Exposed, I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> Wear a mask. <laughs> All right. Sources. 
So first of all, we have leadership and organization in the olive tree movement, transactions of the Royal Asiatic Society Korea branch by Felix Moon. I thought you were going to say Olive Garden Society, and no, I got really olive excited. Olive Garden sounds so good. Yes. Um, we've got an article from The Economist on how two Korean cults measure up against COVID-19. We've got the New York Times article um, specifically on essentially inside the cult spreading coronavirus we've got cnn um there they had like a little mini video expose on shinji onchi and the bbc as well they both had kind of videos and interviews with former members um we've also got business insider uh south korea the mayor of seoul sues shinji onchi coronavirus outbreak leader apologizes I know that it's not, but the mayor of Seoul does sound like it should be James Brown. It should be. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. It should be. How are they doing right now? Are they oh, feeling good? Oh, jeez. <laughs> or is it more like na 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 na? I didn't think that they would. No. Na 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 na. We've got the New Zealand Herald. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also got Hankorye. Okay. I'm, that's probably wrong. I'm hey, sorry. Corey, yay! Yay! <laughs> so today we're talking about Shin Chionji, Church of Jesus, the Temple of the Tabernacle of the Testimony. Whoa! Informally known as Shin Chionji, Church of Jesus. It follows the tradition of most Korean cults of having way too many names at any given time. Um, yes. It reminds me of that, uh, remember the Riki Tiki Tavi story? Where they had, like, the boy has too many, like, his name is too long, and then he drowns in a well, and mm-hmm. so they're like, we got to give our kids shorter names. Yep. Wait, how does the long name con- Because they're like, him? who am I, who should I say is drowning? And he's like, my name's this, and it takes him so long to say his own name, he dies. <laughs> my, my name is... <laughs> it doesn't matter who it is that's drowning. <laughs> my name what? is Ricky, and I'm here to say I'm going to drown in this well in a quick gold way. <laughs> As a child, that book scarred me because I was like, they just let you drown if your name is too long? Like, what the fuck also, is this shit? Also, what the fuck? What kind of town is it where somebody, hey, there's a kid drowning? Who, well, who is, is it, it, though? Yeah. <laughs> nah. Nah. He got too long of a name, that boy does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the, stu- is that really what that story is about? That's what that story is about. It's That's- about not taking yourself so seriously. Because the whole thing is that, like, the longer the name, the more prestige and the more important you are. So the whole thing is about, like, if you're too important, we'll fucking let you die. Damn. That's what it is. If you if you take yourself too seriously, you're dead. Well, I feel like. Children. Quick reminder. There's a cult that has taken itself very, very seriously today. And it seems like death is a result of that. <laughs> Well, it's actually two cults, Ooh. and we will get into it. Genesis. So, Shin is known for being incredibly secretive, and adherents to the religion believe that the group's founder, Lee Man-hee, is the returned Jesus Christ. Yay! Yay. I do have a list of other people claiming to be Jesus at the same time a little bit later. Uh, He also claims that the Bible is written in secret metaphors that only he can correctly interpret. Does it involve Mm. a lot of sex with female followers? (laughs) I'll get to it. (laughs) No, Andrea, you don't understand. The sex is a metaphor. (laughs) For the word penetrating your soul yeah and your holes right (laughs) now that's what he meant by holy (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> he's an old, he looks like a businessman. Yeah. He's just in a suit with a mask, but he's the he's, only one with a mask. He's so old that it actually, that's why he's like Jesus, is it takes him three days to get it up. <laughs> Business Bane. <laughs> business Bane? I'm just imagining a business Korean man with the Bane, Bane mask. mask. It's just the paper one, but like. <laughs> oh, okay. He's, at one point in, in, in the BBC video, he, he says, this is not the time to point fingers at each other, but in Korean. And I was like, I think it is the time to start pointing some fingers. Well, maybe if you had taken your fingers out of some holes and started pointing them at each other, we wouldn't be here. There we yeah. go. Uh, now, before founding Shincheonji, he was actually a member of another cult. Bow, 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 bow. Doesn't always happen this way. Uh, that cult was known as the Olive Tree which is where we need to start. The olive tree was founded by Park Tae-son, and he was born in Yup Namri, Dukchon, North Pyong- Pyongnan. Pyongyang? I'm not Pyongyang. Oh. I know. Pyongyang? I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> the North Pyongyang province of present-day North Korea in 1915. He was raised as Presbyterian. They couldn't afford for him to have any advanced schooling. Hmm. He basically got through whatever their levels of high school were locally, and that was it. He couldn't afford to go to university or anything like that. And this was around 1915, you 1915. Said? Okay. So if I... Oh, he is old. Yeah. Well, this is the, the cult that begat a cult. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Two cults deep. This Cultception. Is, <laughs> this is the olive tree, which is where it all began. I don't know <laughs> if you know, but cults in Korea spread like coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. We are yeah. balls deep in cults right now. Yeah. Well, that's what I, the, to my point, the of what I remember around my studies of uh, of Sun Myung Moon at, uh, uh, in his life. Around this time, you probably went to school for a little bit, and then you would just move on to the farm and work there for a long time. There's actually about to be a lot more parallels with Sun Myung, Sun Myung Moon. We'll actually get to it in just a sec. Interesting. Because he couldn't receive any additional education where he was, he decided to look for a better life and move to Japan. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Parallels. Yeah, which is, again, exactly the same thing Sun Myung Moon did. Relationships were not great between the two countries at the time. Once he got to Japan, he worked as a milkman and a newsboy during the day, and then he was able to complete a trade school at night. Okay. <laughs> was he going to try to com- complete the trifecta and become a travel agent? No. Of just, like, jobs no one ever has anymore? <laughs> <laughs> no, he went to trade tech school for machining. Oh, okay. Yeah, which will come into play a little bit later. And not, come not into much, automation but. within the next three years. There you go. Um, now, again, as we remember from the Moonies, the Japanese and Koreans did not super get along during this time. And this is pretty similar to that story. According to Felix Moose, who wrote the first source that we listed, um, he felt, Park felt discriminated in Japan as a Korean. Uh, he felt kind of like a second-class citizen. For sure. Which explains why he kind of hated the Japanese forever after that. I mean, the Japanese had a pretty systematic like campaign against the Koreans for many years, including overtaking their country, raping and murdering people. It was yeah. pretty bad. So yeah. It was pretty bad. And that's, that's also fueled by the idea that Japanese people are superior to Korean people intrinsically, so that's right. very problematic, and I get that. Right. And he would have come home from Japan, except that there was this big thing happening 
World War II. Maybe you might have heard of it. Yikes. Oopsies. Oops. He wasn't able to get back to Korea until 1944. And it was very much on fire anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, And this is like post Pearl Harbor. So he's like not even able to get back until Japan was like out of the war, basically. Jesus. Um, Disillusioned by most of his life plans falling apart. He started attending a Presbyterian church near. And again, I apologize. I'm going to try my best. Nam de Moon Gate in Seoul, Korea. Over time, with the help of some of the people in the church, he was actually able to launch his own machine company and machine shop and became moderately successful. Cool. Enough to make a living and provide for himself. Neat. That's super impressive in a post-war society. That is. And it's actually even more impressive that he did it within the span of 10 years. That's amazing. I will say the not impressive part is that somebody like me who has no idea what those words mean, it sounds like he made up a job that an adult would have. Yeah, I work at a machine shop. I make machines. A machine shop is typically any shop that would involve metal working. So like technically the shop Jake works in right now is kind of a machine shop because it's a lot of welding. We make And CNC making their own pieces and parts and things like that. We make the machines. Back in the day, a lot of parts had to essentially be hand tooled. So you would have like, like a, like a, almost it's like a drill bit and you would essentially do what a CNC machine does, but by hand. And people had to be able to like know what that part was going to look like from like a block of metal. And be wildly precise. Yeah, it's a really intense job. Um, you had to have you had to know a lot of math and you had to be really good at your spatial relationships. It's yeah. a very difficult so job. So it's, it's no slouch. He, it is really kind of impressive that he especially, A, becomes successful that way, but then B, has a machining company within 10 years yeah. so you're telling of me the war. The three jobs this man had was owner and operator of one of the most important types of businesses to have at that time, and then milkman and newspaper boy. Right. Well, Everyone needs to start somewhere, baby. That's it fair. Does. But remember, it's, I mean, because he's in Korea, it ends up being useful because the army would have used them as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, had he been anywhere else, it probably wouldn't have been as useful. So he's kind of in the right place at the right time. Right? Interesting. Now, 10 years later, in Mm -hmm. 1954, he had stayed with that church the entire time, and he became an elder in that church, which was cool until he started conducting his own revival services. Uh Uh-oh. Kind of like Jim Jones. What is a revival service? We've talked about it a lot. Revival services are kind of like um, big tent like church services where the only goal is to get people to either follow you or get them to quote unquote believe in Jesus. They are very popular in times of unrest. Yes, I do remember these. It's kind of like this. It goes, is there anyone in the crowd here tonight who needs to be saved? And usually a plant. Yeah, and there's a plant and they'll be like, if you want to feel the ever loving arms of God around your soul, come to the front right now. And then people come up and they're like, I feel so healed. And then they like, everyone puts their arms on them. And it's like, it's essentially like super, Super love bombing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that is why they work because when you've got that many people all invested in the same kind of 
religious or euphoric experience, everyone is there because something is missing and because they're looking for something. No one comes to a revival like, I don't know, we'll see. That's why he's so perfect because he's great at seeing the part that they're missing and making it using <laughs> just hand work, hand eye coordination. Exactly, he's yeah. machining their souls. Also, yeah. I do want to go to the revival where there's just the guy at the front being like, "Is there anyone here that needs to be saved?" And there's one guy like me, and he's like, "But what's your name?" And he's like, "Ricky Ticky." Too long. <laughs> God wants shorter names, Ricky Ticky. <laughs> I will say I have been to a revival and they did do that to me because like, is anyone new here? And I was like, I've never been here. And they're like, we're going to save you tonight. I'm like, I already have like a whole thing, like a church my parents believe in. I'll do that. And they're like, no, you're with us now. And it is like a lot of judgment. Yeah. it's And it's a lot of like everyone's shouting. Everyone's excited. Everyone is this. And And you don't want to let those people down by telling them that you believe in a different kind of Jesus. Or Hmm. you came there looking for something and you let it carry you away i believe in fire type jesus <laughs> oh god he's weak to your water type jesus but it's okay he's still my favorite and and i realized i just said let it carry you away it's not necessary it is manipulative this it is. is not necessary yeah, for sure. there's no fault in in this but like it is specifically designed to be a manipulative environment. But yeah. they don't, the people who believe and ascribe to that don't see it as manipulative. Yes. They see it as supportive. Yes. Yeah. It's, which it, is weird. It's very close to the uh, large group awareness training things that happen in modern day organizations slash cults, uh, some of which we're not allowed to talk about. Self-help seminars yes. are, are a big, but there's also modern revivals. Yeah, like, oh, the, of like There's a guy that travels the country doing revivals and his name is chris angel oh i'm not chris angel raw i am not about to get sued by this dude but i will say (laughs) that when he was in orange county when i was in college he like toured through one of my sorority sisters was working in a store and he came in and asked to touch her boobs so gross yeah yeah chris angel jesus freak i know i know this is a long shot but where did she work? Was it a boob touching store? It storm? was not. Okay. That was my only question. <laughs> it was a shoe store. <laughs> oh, that's like exclusively not about boobs. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's so If Quentin Tarantino weird. had come in, I would have gotten it. Yeah, <laughs> much different, but it was not that. Um, Can I so- touch your feet? Ew, Quentin, this is a boob touching store. <laughs> you need to leave, You're weirdo. You're disgusting. <laughs> so... He starts conducting his own revivals. And in 1955, he became one of the biggest preachers at the local Presbyterian revival meetings. And he claimed to have instantaneously healed a man who had been disabled, we think, um, like paralyzed Uh uh, for 30 years. Wait, he cured him for 30 years or he no, was disabled for 30 years? He was disabled years? for 30 years oh, and God. then cured. What if what if he cured him for 30 years and it was like, ha ha, your subscription, your trial period, <laughs> my magic has run out. Um, whether this was true or not, because he claimed a lot, but no one actually saw it happen. Mm, um, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. This converted him into a nationally well-known preacher. Because everyone was like, yeah, did you hear the guy that cured that guy that was disabled? We got to go see that guy. So he decides that he's going to form his own 
brand of a Presbyterian church Whoa. called the Jesus Christ Congregation Revival Association of Korea. Again with the names. Yeah. It's a lot. I it's, think that Korean culture just has, I mean, they just generally have longer names with more descriptors. I, I did guess. work for a business owned by a Korean family, and I will say a very descriptive people. Well, my I wouldn't be so put off by it if it wasn't redundant, I guess, if that makes sense. I think some of them just don't. It's also they a don't redundant translate in well. translation. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, so I think that's, that's probably, part of the problem. Is yeah. like, I'm sure it makes a lot more sense in Korean. In Korean, yeah. yeah. Or maybe there are articles or descriptors that are required in Korean that are not in English. And so to us, we're just like, this is the same thing a couple of yeah. times. I think, though, there's a, there's a really interesting thing that I was reading about Korean culture and they have so many different descriptors that delineate social status okay like it is kind of like the riki tiki tavi thing honestly where they did a study about um korean pilots okay and the way that they talk to each other in the cabin and they found that korean pilots had a very high percentage of crashes and the reason was is that if whoever was in charge like the pilot the main yeah. pilot didn't address a problem and the co-pilot was like Hey, this is a fucking problem. They didn't say it that way. They were like, "Hey, just just a heads up. This is a thing." But they oh. were so def deferential because social status is so important in their language. So they essentially forced South Korean pilots to pilot in English because in English people we only talk as equals. There is no hierarchical change in language. Interesting. So in English, we had like English people have like one of the lowest percentages, but it's literally just because your co-pilot would be like, you're a fucking idiot. We're all going to die. Yeah. Like they will not talk to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They only talk as equals. And it's really say, interesting. Anyone who speaks English, don't take this as a win for us. But yeah. no, we're exceptionally rude people, but yeah. that's, also what made people live longer. So yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah, there are definitely cultural changes. Interesting. Weird knowledge. Sorry. Yeah. No, anyway, no, no, thank so, you. so he starts his own, his own church, mm -hmm. uh, the Jesus Christ Congregation Revival Association of Korea. And um, Ricky Tiki Tavi. And Ricky Tiki Tavi. <laughs> uh, the only problem with that was that the Presbyterian church didn't know about it. He didn't. Damn. He didn't clear it with them first. This he's cheating on God. Sure, uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's the side bitch of religion. Yeah, <laughs> and they were pretty suspicious about his claims of supernatural powers and being able to heal people. Who are all these texts from? <laughs> <laughs> are these from the other Jesus? The magic Jesus? <laughs> so they had an internal trial where they tried him for heresy. Yes. Oh, that's a big one. And Hell then yeah, they dude. expelled him from the Presbyterian Church in 1956. That's the worst thing that can happen to you as a Presbyterian or a fifth grader. Yeah, they snap your <laughs> wand in half. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> now, no longer beholden to the Presbyterian Church. He decides to fully start his own church, rebranding. Fucking good, honestly? <laughs> I know. Good on him. 
That's balls. He's not gonna let that keep him down. No. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Stop your own religion. Yeah, that's him walking away from the Presbyterian Church, being like, "Too many fucking rules anyway." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Elizabeth Moss in the end of Mad Men, just carrying the box of shit from her desk, yeah. like motherfucker. Yeah. You thought fire type Jesus was wild? Wait <laughs> until you see psychic type Jesus. <laughs> Yo, Does not affect dark type Jesus, unfortunately. <laughs> I can't there's, fact check there's that. No, there's no dark type Jesus in this story, even though that would have been the most accurate type of Jesus. <laughs> he gathers thousands of people by telling them he can heal them through a ritual that he calls anch I, which translates roughly in English to the laying on of hands, which is actually what they call it in English. Laying hands. Laying of hands, typically in Presbyterian occasionally, but a lot of Pentecostal uh, de- denominations will basically participate in the laying of hands. That's so funny because to me, growing up, to lay hands on someone meant to fight them. Well, that, that's if you're going to catch these hands. Ooh, no, 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 no. I'm going to lay hands I'm on gonna you. Hands like, on I'm going to beat my kid, essentially. Yeah, mm. but like I've heard it in like fights, so that makes it easy. That makes it funnier for me because it sounds like Jesus is like, yo, I, I see you got demons in you, and I'm about to lay, lay my hands, hands on, on these demons. Post up. That's true. You better not lay a hand on. Yeah. I'm about yeah. to take the demons in you, and we're going to go into the boys' restroom by Miss Scaver's class, and we're going to go bodies for 30 seconds. No <laughs> face shots. That's another thing boys did. It was a game called Bodies, and it was less of a game and more of a, you guys just fight for 30 seconds uninterrupted yeah. without hitting each other in the face. Anyway, so Jesus would go bodies with your demons. And then yeah, that's- so Jesus is about to go Beasel bodies with be gone. Um, he, now... Typically in like a Presbyterian or um, Pentecostal tradition, laying of hands is usually done either while singing is happening or prayer is happening. And it's more just to have that like physical touch is meaningful. And sometimes having people literally touch you has a feeling of support that is more tangible than just hearing people pray for you yeah there is a study that you need three hugs a day to feel good about yourself yeah it fit like the physical contact with another person it elevates your mm-hmm. you know what you call the thing that makes you happy dopamine. oh your midichlorians yeah sorry yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. dopamine it releases dopamine it makes you feel good so like physically yeah. feeling supported by a community especially if you're someone who feels isolated will make you feel better right yeah now uh Oddly enough, he translates this a little differently. Uh, Mm -hmm. Park translated it as a sort of strong massage that was meant to transmit energy from him to sick people, which just meant that he kind of got to grope and massage people a lot. Uh, Now, something else that's a little unique is that his devotees believed so much in his ability to heal people that whenever he would wash his feet, they would drink the water from uh, his foot bath. Uh, uh. Uh. Little known fact, you can still get that at most ladies' foot lockers. You just have to know how to ask for it. <laughs> how do you ask for that? Very quietly. Excuse me, I would like the foot juice. Thank you so much. <laughs> it ain't my foot that I'm gonna drink the juice. Um, that is the most disgusting thing that I've heard today, I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, drink the foot juice. Drink the foot juice. Like, have you ever thought about like what cheesy water would taste like? Oh. <laughs> juice, foot juice. <laughs> Everybody drink foot juice. <laughs> 
please my feet get on down on your knees um, give him a squeeze ooh. so uh. it was at this point now that he had a group of followers willing to drink his foot juice oh my god <laughs> that he revealed that he was one of the two witnesses mentioned in the book of revelation god damn it it's always them or perhaps huh both of them in one person. He couldn't Whoa. decide. He put different things at different times. I don't even know who I am. I'm so holy. I'm so holy. Now, I do want to let you know that this is around kind of almost the same time that Bonnie Nettles and Herf are going to start claiming the same thing as well. Okay, so this is around the 1950s. This is the 1950s, God. early 60s. So this, I tried to find a list of how many people have claimed to be the two witnesses and I couldn't find one, but I know it's at least Bonnie Nettles and Uriel and her yep. husband at this point. I, I really feel like we almost need to do like a Venn diagram that's called Acid and the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a third smaller bubble of people that have had their foot water drank. Oh. Yeah. Because right now it's this guy and that girl from Twitch. That's whose it is. The girl who sold her bath water. Uh, well, and that's oh, only Shoko an asterisk. Shoko Asahara. Was that his? That was his whole water, though. I guess. But I said, yeah. I guess this is his whole body water. Here, is it worse if it's the whole body's water? Yeah, because that yes. touched your butthole. Yeah, but feet are the most disgusting part no. of the body. Have you seen butthole a butthole? Is way butthole is way grosser. I've seen cute buttholes. I've never seen a good foot. No one's seen a cute butthole. Quentin Tarantino would disagree with you. <laughs> also, think about somebody who would probably willingly drink foot water. Just saying. Uh, if you, if hit you, up, if he had, places. if he had athlete's foot, does that make it sports drink? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Give me some of that feederade. Oh, I made myself sad. <laughs> so people are drinking his feet juice. He's claiming to be one of the two witnesses, and also claiming to be. There's a passage in the Book of Isaiah. Mm-hmm. That mentions a righteous man from the East. He claims to be that man, claiming that the East is Korea. And his followers at the time believed that he wasn't God, but a prophet from God and essentially <laughs> the last prophet. And what? Wait, wait. That's like dating somebody and being like, they're not marriage material, but they're fun for now. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> and claiming that he was God's only authorized spokesperson on Earth. Oh, spokesperson's a fun way to phrase that. Branding. Yeah. Uh, Look, it's all about brand management, and I am (laughs) here for you. Drink my foot juice. Drink my foot juice. Now, there's not an exact number of followers that we know of because his cult spanned from the 50s through today. Is he still alive? He is not. Okay. (laughs) No. He would be 104 or five years old, 105 years People old. People live that long. They do, but not this guy. Not uh, when they sell their foot water. <laughs> are not you when they me? sell their foot this water. This guy they is don't. a genius. <laughs> we could be. I could be selling my foot water right now, paying oh rent, baby. Yeah, I mean, Why do I have a? We, sh- we should do that. If you go to coldpodcastshow.com/store, <laughs> you can find a bottle of Andreas foot water. There's one. And we're, it's $2,000. You can't charge that much for it. That's market value. It's inflated. Anyway, but like. <laughs> right. I'm not holy. So I would just be like, it'd be like a hundred bucks. Okay. I'd be really curious if people would buy foot water. Let's do it. 
I mean, I don't feel great about doing this. No, I don't want to do this. I care about the people that listen to this show. But what if they want your foot water? They don't. Okay. No one does. (laughs) If you want foot water, let us know. So, like I said, we don't know the exact number of followers. It's been speculated that it was maybe 2 million members at its peak in the mid-60s. They actually ended up building three different communes that they referred to as Christian towns, and they called them model villages. Oh. Fuck about the model village, then. (laughs) Uh, Where followers lived communally. But this is also where he was accused of practicing, and this is going to be a tough one, P.E. Karam. It's a ritual where female devotees have sex with him in order to achieve purity. Oh no. oh, no. So this is something that our boy, actually, I don't want to call, claim him, that A-boy, Sun Young Moon, did uh, in the Moonies early on and how he actually got kicked out of his first church, which was literally just a shed on a campus, mm-hmm. um, because he would have these, these, these purification ceremonies uh, that were part of his story for a really long time. And it's actually a fun story that we kind of tangentially covered on the first speculation zone, which was a blog post. Yeah. About how when uh they when his writings were sent to America, the American people would read him and be like, Okay, so I've been saying this um purification ceremony? What's that all about? And the person the lady that he sent to America was like so I wouldn't worry about that part. Uh, oh. that, ooh, she yeah. just kind of edited that out yeah. uh, because it is super uncomfortable. Yeah, and yeah. that's how he realized it makes people uncomfortable. But that this has been, this is like, it's so prominent that it actually became illegal. During this same time, Park was arrested four different times for fraud. Whoa. But the reason he was able to get good sentences is because he was buddy-buddy with the president at the time, Singaman Rhee, and they would pledge all of their devotees to vote for him whenever he was up for re-election. Oh, oh. that is fucked up. Yes. Yeah. So with the decline of Rhee's power, and he was eventually exiled from Korea, Park then ad- had to actually fulfill full sentences for his crimes. Ha-ha. Yeah. Um, so those crimes were deceiving his followers with false healing claims, um, defrauding them financially. Uh, so he would basically trick people into giving him money and then not declare taxes on it. And for illegal electoral practices for helping the president. And... Um, he was also in jail for there were some allegations of sexual misconduct, but I don't think he was ever convicted on them. It was largely financial fraud. But in 1980, he had already served all of his sentences, gotten back out of jail and led the cult for another 10 years. He got his last date in jail. I think it was 1962. That's crazy that you can believe somebody is the reincarnation of Jesus Christ. And then they go to jail and then they get out and you're like, yeah. Yeah. Jesus went to jail. Yeah, but Jesus died in jail. No, he didn't. No. <laughs> he died. He he was executed. Yeah. But he didn't die in jail. That's kind of jail. If he, you're locked up, I counted as jail. He didn't even really get time to even spend time in jail. I consider all time locked up jail. I mean, like if you're on death row, you're still in jail. Well, that's what I mean. He had to like he went and saw people. Like they seized him on like mm-hmm. 
I think it was the Monday of that week or no, a couple days into that week and then killed him literally days later. But in those intervening days, he was like talking to Pilate and being tortured, but never actually like. But Jesus didn't go to jail for 10 years for fraud and then come back and be like, yo, what's up? Can I still have my top bunk? This dude (laughs) technically only went for four years. And then honestly, lie. Don't tell them you went to jail. Just be like, yeah, I got my bachelor's really quick. All these people just stayed in the cult. So they knew he was in trial and going to like they knew and they stayed. But the thing is, is like when you've already pledged yourself to someone and you have that much faith in them, it's kind of like this is a test. Yeah. Martyrdom. Yeah. Yeah. When my dad went to jail the second time, I was like, nah, you're not my dad no more. I'm gonna find a new dad. How'd that work out? Well, my dad started selling his foot water, so <laughs> now I wish I had let him be my dad. He's a millionaire. Big money daddy. <laughs> so by 1980, Park had started to take a little bit of a turn for the strange. Oh. Well, what is he now? 65? He's 65. Okay. Um, so he decided that he was going to present a brand new theology for the group. Throw out everything else you know. And he said that 95% of the Bible was wrong. Jesus was not the Messiah. Whoa. But in fact, he was the Messiah. Whoa. But also God the creator and that the God mentioned in the Bible was in fact, quote, a king devil. Whoa. What a twist. He also said that he would <laughs> never die. Was this the Bible written by M. Night Shyamalan? <laughs> I mean... Listen, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like a few years ago when Domino's was like, everything we knew about pizza was fucking wrong. Get ready for the all-new Domino's pizza. We're God now. Yeah. Do you know what a tomato is? <laughs> you don't. Yeah. I like... Because it's the same thing, but all Domino's did was they added just a little bit of garlic sauce. So I like to imagine he's just doing the same shit but just a little bit more flavorful just a little more flavorful um now he expected that everyone was gonna just be like you're absolutely right yeah uh, but that didn't happen what? Uh- <laughs> they disrespected god slash dominoes <laughs> yeah only only a very very limited number of people decided to stay at that point um, <laughs> Imagine sticking around for the foot water, but being like, no, this is too much. Yeah. Uh, and the his basically church quickly declined, primarily because his health drastically declined. Because oh remember, he says he was never going to die, but he was diagnosed with both di- diabetes and tuberculosis at the same time. Ooh. And then was also diagnosed with schizophrenia. (laughs) Well, this makes sense. Yes, this makes a little more sense. Uh, He died 10 years later in 1990. Oof. And his followers kind of split into two factions. One group, which is kind of larger, they've got a few thousand followers, continues under uh, the name The Church of Heavenly Father. And their doctrine is basically that Park is God, so they still worship him even though he died. Okay. And that he is the only one true God, and that his spirit is present in their church where it can be perceived through, quote, a divine perfume and ectoplasm like manifestations. What? Okay. Mm-hmm. So he, wait, so God exists in a nice smell and ghost come. Yeah. All right. I'm on board. I mean, considering the amount of cum that was happening in yeah. this cult, 
it seems, you know. I'm here. Look, I'm here for some nice perfume and Slimer's slime. I'm here for it, man. Yeah. That's a good that. I could believe that. No. I don't believe anything that he believed before. Right. Or any of the practices he did or trust any of these people. Right. Really, I just want to hear about Ghost Come more, right. honestly. Well, I, I don't have anything else about Ghost Come, but what I do have is one of my favorite lists. We've covered it before. The list of people claiming to be Jesus at the same time. Yes. Really quick. Do you know what they call it when a ghost comes? Ghost busting. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I love you. I love you too. <laughs> Please give me this list. Uh, other Jesus is at this time. Oh, Same time. A, oh my God, I you, love this. You can't tell me that's not one of the most fun sentences you've said. I, Ever. I, every time I get to refer to this list, it's my favorite thing. And I try to pick different people every time. Just the ter- just those two words together. Quote, other, other Jesus is mm. at this time. Mm. It gives me like a nice feeling in my heart. Mm-hmm. Other Jesuses at this time include Shoko Asahara. Yeah. Yep. David Koresh. Oh, nice, God. nice, nice. A lot of smelly boys. Yeah. Smelly boys with weird glasses. Mm-hmm. Uriel. Ooh, okay. Okay. All right. Mixing it up. A man named Sergei Torup, who is a Russian man who's still alive. He claims to be reborn as Viserion, which is Jesus Christ returned which makes him not God, but the word of God. He's super Saiyan Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) He's also mainly known as the Jesus of Siberia. I have a picture. It's very strange. He has an appearance similar to Jesus, dresses in all white, and has long brown hair and a beard. But before claiming to be Jesus, he worked as a traffic policeman until he was fired in 1990. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine me like, I think I fired Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) And finally... I think I got a parking ticket from Jesus. (laughs) Jesus Jesus says you park like shit. (laughs) Jesus wants to know why you didn't use your blinker. Straight up. I kind of want to make little cards that says Jesus says you park like shit with like a judgmental Jesus in like a crossing guard uniform. And then just anytime I see someone park like shit, just put it on their windshield. Yes. We should also sell that in our merch store. I would love that so much. <laughs> to be fair, it was my fault for parking on water. I should not <laughs> I should not have done that. And I see now that he was the only cop that could have taken me down. Which brings me to my last one on this list for this time. Every other time somebody brings up calling themselves Jesus, it'll be new people from this list. Uh, but this one made me laugh a lot. Finally, Gigi Allen as a joke. <laughs> Claimed to be Jesus at this time. For sure. Jesus. Um, now, Which this one? brings... <laughs> Jeez, oh, God damn it. I think the plural is Jesai. Jesai. I like Jesuses better. I do love Jesuses. The term other Jesuses brings me so much joy. <laughs> other Jesuses at this time. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's like a positive affirmation for me. I, yeah. Honestly. Other Jesuses <laughs> I at it. this time. Ooh, it's, it's nice. Now, this brings us to one of Park's most famous devotees right around the time of the late 70s. Uh, Lee Man He, who will eventually become the leader of Shinjongchi. So reboot. He was born on September fifteenth, nineteen thirty-one. So he's a little bit younger. It's the remix to religion. Um, I'm fresh. Put my feet in. <laughs> <laughs> Sipping on foot oh, and juice. No. <laughs> 
Uh, Put your freaking feet in, baby. I'm about to drink this shit up. Oh, my God. God. Yes, yes, yes. yes. This is the opposite. Horrible man. He should go to prison. This is the opposite of other Jesuses for me. (laughs) (laughs) This brings me so much sadness. All right. So 1931 in Cheongdo, North Gyeongsang province, Mm -hmm. uh, which was part of Japanese occupied Korea at the time. Rough spot. Rough spot. Now, there's not a ton known about his childhood or his even adolescence. A lot of the things that he says, we honestly can't we honestly can't take seriously. And he's very secretive. So we actually just don't know much. Mm. The roots of Shinjonchi go back to the revival congregation founded by Park Taesan. Um, now, Lee Man Hee actually lived for 10 years at Faith Village, which was one of the model villages, uh, before joining an offshoot called Temple of the Tabernacle, which was founded by U.J. Yeol. Um, there's not as much information about them, but it was kind of a transitive period at the time. He doesn't stay there super long. What is a tabernacle? Tabernacle is the Jewish word for a place of worship, typically. Interesting. In in, uh, in c- Catholic Christian religion, the tabernacle is what holds the actual body of Christ, as Catholics believe. Mm. So the tabernacle is where you'll see, like, it's a piece of bread, but it's Jesus. I and I may probably be getting that slightly wrong. That's my weird Protestant Christian understanding, where we believe it to be a Jewish thing, but usually used in reference to a place of worship. And this is technically, these are Christian-based cults. Mm -hmm. So they're using it in a completely different way than originally intended necessarily. So... Yeah, um, I can see how they use Jesus in a real fun, <laughs> loose way. So, fast and loose. So I wonder if they're using Jesus, I wonder how they're using the rest of the religion. I, I am also realizing... Broad strokes. Right, yeah. right now, I'm having one of those moments where I'm realizing that because you haven't read the Bible, you may not have grasped the significance of one of the things that we've talked about today. There is a story in the Bible specifically where... Uh, a woman offers to wash Jesus's feet with her hair. Oh, yeah. But also there is a story where Jesus washes the feet of the 12 disciples. And within the context of those stories, the implication being that washing someone's feet is an act of service because it is gross and that you wouldn't want to do that. So a further act of service would be to drink the foot water. It's like oh. one step further. See, I knew, I thought it was Mary Magdalene that washed Jesus' feet. It's a Mary. Oh. It's not 100% that it's Mary Magdalene. Interesting. But it's, it's a similar type of figure within the bottle, within the Bible, washes his feet with her hair. I had, In many cases, people say it's Mary Magdalene. I had known about the foot washing. I did not connect those two dots. That is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So that's, they're literally paying to suffer and they know they're suffering. Yeah. Ah. But the idea is that through essentially prostrating themselves or through this act of service, they are becoming more holy because they are essentially bowing down before God in a representational way. Yeah, yeah, in the grossest way. It's also, yes. and just in the Protestant tradition I grew up with, it it is expanded to be a a representational act of service or loyalty to someone. Where I remember, and this is a very vague memory from when I was much younger, 
where my dad washed my sister and my and my mother's feet to basically be like, I will always be here to serve you. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. That actually makes a lot of sense and makes that seem way more. I thought, I don't know. People drink, people drink bath water for weird reasons now. I mean, my dad did not drink our foot water. I know you're bad. I know. <laughs> I know. That's I know. really gross. It I was know. a symbolic act it's of service. It's a symbolic act of service. I know. But these, uh, look, these people definitely drank this foot water. And people drink Shoko Asahara's bath water. Yes. And people drink Bella Delphine's bath water. That's true. Currently, in time now, in yeah. current time now, mm-hmm. I'm just saying. It makes a lot of sense, the reason that you're saying it, but it's still gross. Yeah. Oh, yes. no. It's 100%. fully. It's fully gross. Ugh. I just, it was one of those things where I was like, oh, wait. I feel like this is something that I glossed over because to me it has a certain representation no, no, no. and That's meaning. That's got a lot of weight to it w- with that background. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, no worries. Uh, so to back up after that conversation, um, so he lived in one of the model villages and then joined an offshoot for just literally a year or so. And then there are differing reports as to when he founded Shinjongchi. The official news reports that have been released in the past couple weeks say that he founded it in 1984. But one of the reports to come out of Korea from a former member and from a Catholic priest locally that has been working to essentially deprogram members, he says 1980. Oh, interesting. So they say it's a few years before. I think there might be some sort of gray area between there where it was building while he was maybe still working in other cults kind of like park did where he was like an elder giving revivals but still part of a thing and then started his own thing yeah Yeah. it's basically like the overlap uh in a in relationships where somebody's like yeah maybe they weren't dating maybe he and god weren't dating right but there was like some fooling around going on right right uh, now, of God. <laughs> Gross. Okay. I know. I'm not washing anybody's feet. <laughs> <laughs> now, according to their Shinjongi doctrine, they're currently living in the end times prophesied by the book of Revelation. As we've covered in the speculation zone, which should be out by this point, We've this most recent one was on the book of Revelation. The next one's on the Antichrist. Um, the book of Revelation is a confusing ass book that has many different potential meanings. We don't even fully know who it was written by. Yeah. So it's very assumptive to be like, nope, this is the time right now actually happening. There's definitely a beast with seven heads. Like it's, it's a weird thing to say. Um, now he also says that conveniently Jesus is going to send a prophet which just happens to be him. Mm. Mm. It's very coincidental how a lot of these things work out. Yeah, I know. It's just so Wouldn't neat. you know yeah. it? Um, he also strongly stresses that the Bible can only be understood by him and his interpretations because it's all metaphors and he needs to tell you the truth. Right. Anytime somebody tells you that they're the only person that can tell you what something means or is true, especially when it comes to the Bible, fucking run. No one person has all the answers because we're all people. Yeah, literally run. Don't even answer them. Just run away. Just run away. It's not going to end well. Every 
like, just think about this for a second. Every person that is in charge of any kind of religion is still a person. Mm-hmm. They are a person with flaws and mistakes and sexual urges and weird feet and yeah. farts. These people fart. Do not accept anyone's word as just immediate fact without questioning. There's no one person that's going to give you the answer to everything. We could say for a matter of fact, in all certainty, without any kind of misgivings at all, that David Miscavige farts. David Miscavige farts like hell. Yeah. Spread the word. <laughs> and spread those cheeks, David. Let's go. For yeah, them yikes. farts. David Ascavage, if you ask oh, me. What? Smell like, what? Smell like ass cabbage, if you ask me. Ass cabbage. What <laughs> stinky ass bitch. <laughs> I, didn't, I couldn't figure out where else to go with that insult. You were close. You were close. Yeah. yeah. Now, he started Shinjanchi in a very similar manner, mostly starting with revivals. But the thing that he did a little bit differently is he built in a regimented curriculum for a Bible study. And that's where the problem starts. So according to the local deprogrammer in Korea, Shinjongshi starts by teaching Bible uh, like basics through 12 or 13 lessons. Again, these are basics as dictated by Lee Man-hee. They're not necessarily actual Bible studies. In fact, the deprogrammer mentions at one point that anyone with a cursory knowledge of the Bible, like an actual, like if you know your Bible, you would instantly see through it and basically be like, yeah, it doesn't say that. <laughs> yeah, you're wrong. I can read. Yeah. Um, and they're instructed not necessarily to read and try and prove it wrong. Essentially, new trainees are paired with someone who is disguised as another trainee, <laughs> but is actually a plant. So they give you a friend essentially from your like joining Bible study class that is a plant. Like? To keep you there. An actual plant? No, like an, like a full-fledged member that's gone through this before, and they're uh -huh. there specifically to stop you from leaving. But I need Hold you to be clear. Ficus. Hold this <laughs> Are we sure it's, it's a not person. a it house a, plant it's a person. with a fake mustache it's, and a monocle? <laughs> it's a person. It is a person. Damn, well, this tree looks good. <laughs> But so that means that they, their classes are actually half the size of their real classes, right? Yeah. Because they would need, ha the other half of the people are all plants. Yes, but they have a confirmed membership of almost 300,000. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. These Bible studies happen at least three hours a day, every day, or most weekdays, I should say. Is attendance mandatory? Yes. Also, there are no chairs. What? what? They are only allowed to sit on the floor, basically knee to knee, and they learn choreographed songs and essentially worship movements. That'll be very important in a minute. That's pretty goddamn important right now. What the fuck? It's, it's going to get way more important in about 10 seconds. They're not like huge movements, but it's like we're clapping in unison. We're singing in unison. Our arms go yeah. in unison. We're all singing the same song, sitting knee to knee on the floor 
for three hours a day every day of the week. You're right. Those aren't big movements. And believe me, I've taken some big movements before. (laughs) I think I've expressed my hatred for sitting on floors on this show before. Yeah, in the last, uh, in the the second Latin Kings episode. Yeah, I was going to say, that's where you would have lost me. They would have been like, sit on the floor. I would have been like, for how long? They're like, three hours. I'd be like, go fuck yourself. (laughs) No. I think, though, too, that like the choreography is such an interesting and important part to kind of like keep people like if everyone is moving in sync, you feel so much like you belong to a place. The videos are wild. Yeah, it kind of and it also like you're focused so much on what to do next that you don't have time to think about how ridiculous this is. They also all dress in white. Cool. During the service. Cool, cool, cool. So it's like a sea of people doing everything in unison. So it just like looks a, like a snowstorm. Right. Or a, a bunch, a sea of rich rappers from the early 2010s. <laughs> so uh, they do this for six to eight months as trainees. Damn. Okay. They could have made a baby, but sure. But sure. An early baby, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. At that point, they're given a test. If they get at least 90, they're given an ID card and registered as a believer. And we give them this plant. <laughs> and a sticker pack and episodes of the Speculation Zone. Uh, <laughs> once they're registered as a believer, they start working as, quote, a harvester. Oh, I don't like ominous. it. They have a complicated and it's difficult for people to actually make sense of it, texting system. (laughs) Almost like a phone tree where information is constantly (laughs) being texted back and forth. People are texting their superiors and the other people on their teams. They're they're always basically in some sort of team with a superior that they answer to. So when you say team, do you mean like group chats? Yes. So they're always in group chats. I fucking hate always. group chats. Yeah, they're the worst. I like ours. Ours is fun though, because it's just us three. Yeah. yeah. I hate I Imagine being in a group chat with your fucking boss. <laughs> um I'd well... rather drink foot water than be in a group chat with my fucking boss. There is an app for that. It is called Slack. Yeah, I was gonna say I am in a group chat with both my boss and multiple teams within my day job, and some of those group chats are better than others. Yeah, a group chat about with your boss strictly about God, though. Yeah, do you understand how mm-hmm. upset every layer of that is upsetting? And it's half the people are just fucking ficuses in it too. You know that. <laughs> and they are basically kept working for the church the entire time. They don't have any time off. Um, Oof. Doesn't matter, holidays, nothing. This is very Jehovah's Witnessy. Yeah. Where it's like, if we don't give you a day off, you don't have time to do anything else. Yes. So students or people who join with their still students, they're supposed to finish school, but with the minimal amount of effort. And employees are supposed to do the minimal amount of work to keep earning their salary, but their real devotion is to the church. (laughs) Yeah, it's like God is your mixtape. Yeah. (laughs) Just put in the minimum amount of effort everywhere else and only care about God. Now, no, this is Jesus fire type, though. We were done with fire type Jesus. <laughs> now, when they want to convert or harvest someone. Oh, no. What a, hor- what a sinister name. After learning about who they want to target, the team will assign... Anywhere from three to 20 harvesters to that target. And they're each given a role where they will make contact through that 
with that target through what appear to be random encounters. They Truman show these people. Oh, oh my God. God. They will set up groups tailored to their interests like a hiking club or a football team. They'll build relationships through like common coffee shops, etc. How do they choose their victims? They they pick typically young people or people that they think are hurting or very susceptible to influence. How do they find them? They're just locals. It's it's literally okay. the people outside where they're like, yeah. I see that person at this coffee shop every week, and then they just infiltrate their life. You know, there's yeah. actually, if you have questions, there's a group that me and Paige can take you to that'll answer <laughs> all your questions. Oh, my God. This whole thing was, you guys are plants? We fucking got there. <laughs> Why are you French? It was the perfect cover. They would never suspect. <laughs> now, for example, they found one person who worked in a shop and couldn't leave the shop. They just had to work basically all day. And so they started bringing them lunch. So they can't leave. These people have been nice to them and brought them lunch. They're basically a sitting duck. Yeah. When I worked uh, in retail, if any person that ever came in just brought me lunch, not only would I not question it and immediately eat it, yeah. but I would probably do anything that you asked of me. Yeah. Because you're just exhausted yeah. and someone was finally nice to you. Yeah. After a few weeks of interacting with them, they'll try to get them to join a Bible study. Um, a lot of time they'll do this by offering free psychological counseling and then turn the subject to Bible study. That's shady. That's messed up. Yeah, that's really... That's I don't like it. One of the no. creepiest things I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. There's kind of a reason why this seems to work so well on young people. It's largely economical. Young people <laughs> If in, you buy me lunch, I will kill for you. Yes, because they're hungry. Yeah. Because yeah. there are a lot of people, our country included, who are anxious about making a living or getting ahead in society. It seems like they're stuck in a job that they can't get out of and they will never necessarily excel in a way that they think that they should or need to. But the church gives them kind of delusions of grandeur and tells them that they're royalty they tell them that Lee man he is descended from korean kings it tells them that they will receive blessings in this life and that they will be part of the chosen 144,000 that will get all of their essentially riches and rewards in this kingdom when Lima and he brings the world to an end. Now, the problem with that is there's over 300,000 of them. So who gets to choose who that 144,000 is? Well, yeah. they all think it's them. But this is very much of that mega church mindset, like send me your money and the Lord will reap for, benefits like, on you. Yeah, the yeah. televangelist mm -hmm. bullshit. It's prosperity gospel for sure. Yeah, just bullshit. Yeah. It's never true. Don't mm -hmm. believe it. It's bullshit. No, there's no such thing as a free lunch is what this episode's all yeah, about. But, but it's basically they're they're preying on people who are susceptible because of their class status. Yeah, totally. That makes sense. totally. We've, we've seen it before. I mean, also uh, to kind of bridge the gap a little bit, are the Korean kings a different version of the Latin kings? Are they similar? <laughs> the The tricky thing about it is there have been a lot of deprogramming efforts launched for Shinjunchi, but they're not always successful. 
Mm. As we have briefly covered, not a ton, deprogramming doesn't always work. And it's highly controversial. It's highly controversial because people don't always, if you're not ready to leave the cult, deprogramming is not necessarily going to change that. Well, Mm -hmm. it's the same thing with abusive relationships. It's the same thing with alcoholism. Until you recognize that this thing that you're a part of is not good for your well-being, you will not leave because you see that thing as your comfort or as your savior. Whether it's a person who's abusing you, whether it's a substance that you think is helping you, like, this is a constant problem. Right. The BBC... um special on this followed a or interviewed I should say a cult member who was kidnapped and locked up by her parents for deprogramming they they literally imprisoned her to deprogram her and she escaped and her only she thought her only escape was to jump out of her apartment window from the fifth floor No! no she's alive what but she was hospitalized for a year. Is she, can she? She's out now. But I mean, is she like, okay? She's okay. Did her brain break? No, I, okay. I think she broke her like her legs and things like that, but okay. she is okay. That's still horrific. It is horrific. She'll never make foot juice again. No, and she claims that part of the reason for it was Shinjan Chi strongly encourages you to be suspicious of your family if they disagree with Shinjan Chi. What the well, fuck? Just like Scientology. Just like any abusive relationship. Yes. Cut off ties to your family, make you suspicious of them, turn you against them, and that way that person or cult leader mm-hmm. has all the control over them. Exactly. Also, fool, you don't even know my dad's family. I'm already suspicious of all of them. Well, Constantly. for different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, your dad owes you $20 ba da, ba, 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 ba. He does. <laughs> he does. Which brings me to modern day. And by modern, I mean literally the last four weeks. So there are at present close to 8,000 diagnosed cases of COVID-19. 8,000? 8,000 in Korea, specifically split between Daegu, Seoul, and a couple other cities. But basically, South Korea, roughly 8,000, three-fifths of those cases trace to Sinjongchi. Whoa. My math isn't great, but that comes out to about right so 4,800 4, people in this cult. 8,000 people have the disease. Yeah. 4,800 of them caught it from the cult. Over oh my half God. of them. Over half of them. And here's Why? Because COVID-19... Spreads from the feet juice. No. Oh. It spreads through things like breathing and saliva, things that are going to get on you when you're sitting on a floor, knee to knee, with thousands of other people. Mm. So, in Busan, which, I mean... If you're going to have a disease that spreads rapidly and hurts a bunch of people, Busan's a great place. There's already a movie about it. (laughs) A 61-year-old resident of Daegu contracted the virus after traveling. By February 20th, so about a week later, 53 new cases were showing among Shinjunchi attendees and their families. Now, remember that the virus spreads and a lot of times people don't immediately have symptoms. Right. By three days later, there were more than 300. Oh, my God. She's... 
suspected to be a super spreader. <laughs> that sounds bad. I, well, it, <laughs> it is bad. It is bad, it but sounds it sounds bad. Yes, yeah, no. Super, super spreader is my nickname in college. <laughs> it was not. Um, but um, the problem with this, though, is they then continued to try and harvest people. Oh, no. So instead of kind of quarantining people and saying like, hey, take it easy. Let's stop for a minute. They're like, no, our religion will save us. Do you know how much easier it is to see them harvesting, though? Just being like, so this weird thing happened today where everyone I met was fucking sick. (laughs) Well, within two weeks, 4,000 more cases appeared tied to the church where they were encouraged not to wear masks. Hey, do you want a free lunch? Now, Now, the problem with this also is when the church was contacted by the Korean government, they refused to give full records of their members and refused to submit all of them for testing. They've said that they've gone to online services. However, it's difficult to actually track this down since ever since a police raid on them to try and find out actually how many people need to be tested, most of them have changed their addresses. They didn't necessarily move, but they've changed their records. So in a lot of cases, they don't have contact with the outside because they're not talking to their families. No one officially knows where they live and no one can trace whether or not they're actually still going to underground meetings. So they don't know, A, if these people are still going to meetings, but B, they don't even know if these people are actually alive. Yeah, and they also don't know if they're infected and continuing to spread. The other tricky part of it is those are just the numbers that we have from people who have admitted to being Shinjanchi and also tested positive. As we know in America, tests are not always as easy to come by, although Korea is doing much better than us. Mm-hmm. But also, Shinjanchi don't tell people that they are Shinjanchi, particularly when trying to harvest them. So there's no way to know exactly how many of them. That's so. What have do you? The virus. How did? But you okay? Because I understand the plot of harvesting, but eventually you're gonna hit a note where it's just like either you have to do the mental gymnastics to tell yourself that everyone cool in your life is already a part of this group, or you have to realize that like. There's a conspiracy to get you in this group. It's never viewed as a conspiracy. It's viewed as, man, all these people are so cool. I should be like these people. That's so strange. Think about think about this. If you met like if you met people who were comics from a specific city. Uh-huh. And every time you saw comics from that city, they were nice and funny. Wouldn't you think that city was great and maybe you should go there? I would until I found out that everyone from that city drank foot water. Denver. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing in Denver? So as of this past week, uh, the country of Korea basically is suing the cult. Nice. Holy shit. Jesus. Justice. Yeah. Which one? Um, now, there is a question because Shinjunchi's leader, Lee Man-hee, is 88 years old and has definitely been exposed to the virus. There is a strong chance that he would be at risk of dying from it. Well, in good news for him, dying is no longer a death sentence for your legacy in a cult anymore. Well, and remember, he's going to live forever. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, God damn. Wow, what a way to test the faith, if yeah. you will. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. If you had questions about, and, and again, I know that there's a lot of stuff that's like, oh, we don't know. They're wildly secretive, which makes them even more dangerous. This is kind of like the garbage eaters that we covered, where it's like, the more secretive you are as a cult, the harder it is for people to find you. This is yeah. so interesting, and I'm really glad you covered this cult right now, mm-hmm. because... I had a lot of questions when people were like, I think a cult responsible. You know, it's just like, what does that mean? And yeah. this is such an interesting and relevant way to right. kind of contextualize what's happening. Mm-hmm. Well, it also like when you hear online that there is a cult responsible for partially why it spread so quickly, mm-hmm. it seems a lot nefarious and then we, or a lot more nefarious than it actually is. And then you learn the truth and it you realize that humanity is so stupid Mm -hmm. that we will constantly fuck ourselves up like this time and time again on accident. Yeah. Just to be dumbass idiots. I mean, we'll fuck each other over on purpose all the time. This is so stupid. Mm -hmm. This is so dumb. That's insane. It's, It's just wild how much stupider it is than people think. Yep. Yeah. Gosh. Also, if someone tells you that you have to sit on the floor for three hours, fuck that person. Oh, yeah. No. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Every kindergartner revolts. <laughs> I hated I hated it then, too. M- I, I hated it significantly more when I got boobs, but you know. Mrs. M, I listened to my mommy's podcast, and they told me to tell you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> I want a chair for life. And Brendan's boogers are gross. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Kids aren't in school right now. <laughs> I know. Oh God. True. If, if you're if you're home with your kids, Godspeed. Uh, I yeah. know that you probably didn't intend to do that, and you might have to be working from home, which makes it doubly frustrating and hard to plan for. It uh, does. I, I really felt for everybody that I saw at the grocery store that was trying to like stock up on Lunchables and stuff, and I was yeah. like. Gosh, this is rough for me and my household is two adults and a mouthy cat. <laughs> I know. I, I can't imagine, you know, anyone who who is has to deal with that right now. So sorry. I love you. If yeah. uh, if you are suffering um, from this or a similar situation, I would like to offer uh, Armando Torres's tutoring classes, <laughs> which is um, you guys are familiar with master class. Yes. The. The like the one where uh, like Shonda Rhimes wants to tell me how to write a TV show. Exactly. Okay. Imagine Masterclass, but, but Armando for blunt rolling. But Armando <laughs> Torres teaches life skills to your children. What life skills? This is Armando. a bad idea. What, such, which skills are we learning? Such as blunt rolling. Blunt rolling. <laughs> it's one of the most important jobs. Walk a flock of flame hired a blunt roller. I thought it was Snoop. For 50000 I think they both did it. Okay. I know Waka Flocka did it, and Seth Rogen tried to become the blunt roller. $50,000 a year, plus benefits that's and not, travel. That's not that much money. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I know it sounds like a lot, but when you can In LA, it's not a lot. Yeah, when, Anywhere else, it is a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things where I'm like, compared with cost of living, and you're probably living in LA or New York, if you're a celebrity blunt roller, like, that doesn't even get you a studio apartment. Um, secondly, you, the second lesson is math. Uh, just get that out of the way. I will teach your kids how to do math. Um, 
Just Mostly this, adding grams together. Yeah, it's a lot of the simple math. You although teach I teach them the metric system. Good call. Good call. <laughs> yeah, twenty-eight grams in an ounce. I'll never forget that. I didn't know that. 20- Armando knows things I don't I, know. Hey, Google, how many grams are in an ounce? Okay. Yeah, wild. Um, what else will I teach your children? Uh, how to make orgone blasters? Oh, how to make orgone blasters? You fucking know it. Oh, I'll teach them how to. Definitely teach them how to blink their eyes front to uh, down. Front to down. Yeah, front like to a down. Star Wars door. Like a Star Wars door. Yeah. Lightsaber skills. Lightsaber skills. That's a skill I genuinely have. I did impress our guest Crystal Adams by uh, twirling a lightsaber. I I saw her. I took out the lightsaber and she went, "Oh, that's cool." And then I flipped it around twice and I saw her go, "Whoa." I'm mostly upset because I know that when I go to work every day, this is what Armando is doing with his time because his skills have improved significantly. It works again. What about jumping on ladders? Uh, Jumping off of ladders and climbing up ladders are two separate classes. Um, But I do. I I hope that you teach the climbing first. Monster energy drink branding. Yes. Thank you. Uh, We don't have textbooks. We just have cans of monster energy and you just read (laughs) off of it. This is a horrible future for every child. You can have this. How about this? For half of what Armando's charging, I'll teach you how to make bread for the apocalypse. Why are we fighting (laughs) each other and not just starting a school? (laughs) Because I feel like my skills are more useful. Your skills are useful. Andrea can teach art and then I will teach everything else that they need. (laughs) I'll teach your kids how to hang a shelf and also how to fix a sink. Yeah, and I'll teach them how to roll a fucking blunt so you don't have a nerd as your kid, you (laughs) fucking loser. I bet your kid, if you're listening and you have a kid, I bet your kid doesn't even know how to roll a blunt, you fucking nerd. If your kid doesn't know how to roll a blunt, you're doing a great job as a parent. (laughs) If your kid doesn't know how to roll a blunt and you listen to this show, you failed as a parent. No, that's not accurate. Go into their room. Don't let your children roll blunts. I still don't know how to roll a blunt. I've never done it. Start them early. I rolled a fucking... Instead of a blunt wrap, use a fruit roll-up. Instead of weed, gushers. Absolutely, a delicious. Okay, that sounds great. That is actually the fruitiest Can blunt. You make me one of those because I, I kind of want one. Hell of yeah, it's like a gushers pocket. Anyway, so the Armando Torres School of Witchcraft and and wizardry. And blunt rolling. <laughs> no, witchcraft. Witchcraft and blizzardry? Ooh. I'm trying to think of something that's weedy. Blitzcraft. Of, we- <laughs> of blitzcraft and weedery. <laughs> The Armando Torres School of Blitz, Craft, and Weedery is pretty good. Um, featuring Paige's School of Bread and Andrea's Dumbass Art. How about bread? <laughs> I can teach you how to make bread. I can teach you how to sharpen knives. And Ooh. I can teach you how to sew your own clothes. I want to. These are apocalyptical skills we will Thank need. Thank you. I'm doing. I'm getting an A plus for this apocalypse right now. What's getting me, in, me? What's getting me through the apocalypse? Blunts. <laughs> and I roll a lot of them. Um, but then you're going to get hungry. What do you need? I'm, this is why I'm saying we should form a partnership. Because eventually you're going to look at your bread recipe and go, oh, man, I need flour. The flour's up high. I can't get it. Ladder <laughs> classes. Thank you. And no one's higher than a guy smoking a blunt on a ladder. How, <laughs> how, how did Except I? for a guy smoking a blunt on a plane. Oh, that's uh, illegal. Andrea, come it, on. <laughs> How did I put the flower up there in the first place? <laughs> Shut up, dog. <laughs> uh, 
hey this if uh yeah you can you can support our show by going to the armando torres school of blitzcraft and weedery um but you can also support all of us by joining our patreon uh this week i kind of fucked up because i we have a lot of new patrons but i haven't uh either i haven't sent you an email asking for your nicknames or uh, you haven't responded, I will go through the list of who we have gone through and try and get a better hold of that. But for just $5 a month, you get access to our bonus show, The Speculation Zone, um, and you get a shout-out on the show. Oh, you're doing a dance. Yeah, in, in an audio medium. Uh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. That was a pretty cool dance. Thank you. Uh, you can learn how to do that at the Armando Torres School. <laughs> Of Blitzcraft and Weedery. Um, this week, our show is brought to you by Alex Z. Alex Z, which the Z stands for zombies. <laughs> zombies, which are going to result from the coronavirus because it's definitely the end of days. This is why I have to find a machete. <laughs> and a baseball bat. And apparently. a baseball bat. Or a cricket bat. Or a cricket bat for our international listeners. Yeah, of course. Um... <laughs> Yeah, you can go to patreon.com slash cult podcast. Uh, our podcast will keep going through the sickness and the disease. Um, even when we turn into zombies, we'll still be podcasting. Aw, I saw a man just walking in the street the other day and I almost hit him, even though there are sidewalks. And I'm like, it's already started. People oh, are just God. not following rules anymore. You can hear the sickness in my voice, which is kind of fun for me. Um, because this is either going to be the story of how Armando got better and how it all blew over, or I'm recording my death. And either way, I'm still pretty here for it. Um, yeah, to sign up for my master class, if you want to sign up for the Armando Torres School of Blitzcraft and Weedery, um, you can reach out to me. I'm I'm accepting applications uh, at on my social media, which is at Twitter or on Twitter and Instagram at Mondo does stuff. That's M A N D O does stuff. Um, a lot of my upcoming shows have been canceled and including my, uh, laugh after dark taping, which has been moved tentatively until April. And I will let you know about that. Uh, also again, not sure if this is still happening, but so far it's on right now. Spokane, March 27th, 28th, I'll be featuring for Billy Anderson, doing 30 minutes. I hope it happens. We'll see. I guess we'll see. If, in case it doesn't, sign up for the Armada Torres class of Blitzcraft and Weedery. Yeah. Um. Man, if you want to send me uh foot water requests Ugh. or uh you know your favorite version of jesus go ahead and send those things to me on twitter at sundress comic or on instagram at andrea gazetta um also i'll be uh probably open for commissions honestly because it sounds like i'm gonna have a lot of time at home so if you want an 8 by 10 portrait of your dog or your mom or your sister or some shit uh hit me up on instagram at andrea gazetta or on email at a.m.gazetta at gmail.com and uh thanks do you want regular foot water or sparkling foot water i prefer sparkling mm, okay. uh i like it clean we have sparkling foot water with a twist of ankle. <laughs> <laughs> it's so gross. 
<laughs> I will also say that uh, I have some work up right now at Arch Enemy Arts in Philadelphia. If you haven't checked that out, they are still open right now. Um, if you're like, hey, I want to leave the house, but not go anywhere where people are going to touch me. Artists are weird. They won't touch you. Yeah. Um, also, I will have work up at Gristle Gallery in New York City. Um, if you're there, they're no longer going to be doing their opening reception, which was going to be on March, March 28th, but they will have a closing reception in April. So I'll keep you posted on that if you're in New York. Gotcha. I, uh, by the time this airs, will have maybe done a show on the 15th. As of right now, it's not canceled. Uh, I have a strong suspicion that's going to change. My show in San Diego, not San Diego, I'm sorry. My show in Santa Cruz on the 21st has been canceled. Um, But currently my show on April 7th in San Diego is still on. Fingers crossed. So April 7th at the La Jolla Comedy Store. Um, I'm doing Carbpocalypse 2020 over on Instagram where nice. I'm spending my quarantine making a bunch of different kinds of breads. So. I will pay you money for sourdough or any other kind of bread. So sourdough takes a while. I That's kind of close to what I made today. Today I made essentially a, a slow rise Dutch oven bread. It looks so good. Uh, Apparently, I haven't tasted it yet. Jake said it was good. Uh, my plan for prepping tonight and then making tomorrow is Samin Nasrat's focaccia bread from Salt Fat Acid Heat. And then on Monday when this airs, I will probably be making bagels. That will depend on whether or not the malt syrup I ordered arrives at my house. Hell yeah. Bagels. Yes. She pronounces bagels weird. It's very funny. Bagels? Bagels? Yeah. No, you fixed it. I have it recorded. I'll play it slower (laughs) and louder. Well, anyway, if you want to follow Carbpocalypse2020, uh, I'm doing it on Instagram. I'm also posting it on Facebook. Uh, You can follow me on Instagram at Rampage Wesley, on Facebook at Page Wesley. It's a public page, so you can see pretty much everything. Um, And I'll let you guys know if other shows don't get canceled. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest. Carbpocalypse 2020 is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life. It's pretty I great. Love it. It's the great. first Sweet. one turned out awesome. So oh, yeah. I'm excited to taste it when I get home. Hey, I just want to say on a very serious note, times are scary. Everything will be okay. Uh, wash your hands. Don't touch your fucking face. Um, yeah, we love you so much. Try if you're stuck at home. Try to spend this time maybe learning to do something new. That's you know, yeah, or, or creating or crafting. If you like the Armando Torres School of uh, Blitzcraft and Weedery. When Isaac Newton's school where he taught was shut down for a month due to the bubonic plague, he figured out gravity. So there you go. Yeah, but hey. that was mostly apples. And yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Really, don't give him any credit at all. That dumb piece didn't even know how to roll a blunt. Fucking nerd. And and if you don't get to be at home, if mm-hmm. you're one of the people that has to continue working, stay safe. We care about you. Thank you for doing the job that you're doing. And especially if you are a grocery store employee, oh, yes. I would Less give you a hug, but I don't want to touch your face. I, I did not touch my grocery store workers last night, but I thanked every cashier and grocery store person that I encountered because it was yeah. madness. Before we get into the final plugs, I guess our message is just if you just if you're scared, calm down. It's going to be OK. And if you have to interact with other people, 
Just be nice, be kind. If and you're love scared, each other. just remember Y2K, okay? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm looking at the grocery store shelves and I'm like, remember Y2K when everyone freaked out? Yeah. This well, is scary, but I think that people's panic is a bigger problem than, than the disease, the disease itself. itself. Currently, yeah. I Well, and I was one of the unfortunate few to catch swine flu mm-hmm. in 2009. What? That's yeah. real? I, oh, it's brutal. It's the sickest I have ever been. Yeah, that's I knew horrible. people that got sick and, too. Yeah. yeah, every time you cough, it feels like you break every bone in your body. But Jesus. also, I'm here telling you about how whack it was to have swine flu. Okay. And I have a a strong sense that a lot of us will still be here talking about how weird this week was. But still, take your precautions when you can. If you have to be out, be safe. Yeah. Because yeah, we care about you. Sure. And when you're alone in your house... And you realize that no one knows how to roll a blunt. Look at your dumbass kid <laughs> and think about how great they could have been if they had gone to my school of Blitzcraft and Weedery. And just reach out to your friends and family because loneliness can also be dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, Accurate. Yeah, yeah, of course. Accurate. Um, hey, if you like our show and you want to join our community, you can either uh, go join our Facebook group, which is available online at any time. And I'm going to try and come up with maybe some kind of like activity or you know just like questions or daily content or something uh for the facebook group to do um you can go to coldpodcastshow.com and then there's the little facebook tab at the very bottom of the page uh you can also find us on instagram at cult podcast or on twitter at cult podcast show you can also send us an email to cult podcast show at gmail.com or if you want to send us something that you have not coughed on <laughs> please <laughs> You could send that, that to 3756 West Avenue 40, Suite K, number 237. Like, like the, the Shining. Los Angeles, California, 90065. And if you want to send something you have coughed on, send it to my stepdad Mark's house at <laughs> 32 <laughs> West Street. This is not real. Arma- that is not real. Armando, you cannot do that. Just like uh attention mark he likes airplanes okay (laughs) armando you can't do that yeah 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 do that um anyone who does that free admittance to the (laughs) armando tours school of blitzcraft and weedery and um yeah i think i can confidently say don't drink the foot juice yeah thank you i'm still so mad about it But also, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Bye. If you got athlete's foot, do it, make it a sports drink. (laughs) 